As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Saints Happy Hour needs your support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. That's SaintsHappyHour.com. Hey, Ralph. Ralphie. Andrew. And Dave. All right, I got the uh, little intel. Your Saints Happy Hour podcast? Yeah, yeah. It's a joke. All right? And I'll tell you what. You, Ralph, you mispronounce everything, okay? I listen, I go, what the... Does he not know the English language? All right, Ralph. I try to get an English class in there every now and then, okay, pal? Now, Andrew! Think you're smart, huh? Think you're smart? You're in big trouble, pal. You piece of shit like you for breakfast. And then, of course, there's Dave. Dave, a little obnoxious? Got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder? Huh? You gotta get, cut people down all the time? Is that what you gotta do? But uh, know that life is good. Appreciate it. Do what you do. Keep on keeping on. Shoot her out. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Saints Happy Hour podcast. It's that time of week again where we are on Twitter Spaces Live. We do this every Wednesday or Thursday, depending on schedule and Saints news. Uh, we get on Twitter Spaces where we allow fans to interact with us, to ask us questions. We talk about what's going on with the Saints. It's a great time. If you're listening live, we appreciate you joining us on Twitter Spaces. If you're listening to the replay version, remember to check us out on Twitter Spaces Live. Join in with everybody. We're always having a great uh, time. So, Saints in minicamp. Huge, huge news today. Uh, that's the breaking news, Siren. If I wasn't having a colonoscopy today, we probably, me and Andrew, would have done a breaking news p- podcast on this. Uh, Marcus Davenport uh, had to get part of his pinky amputated because he's had so many surgeries go wrong. Uh, they think it's going to be fine, but. Uh, if you told me that a Saints player would have part of their finger finger amputated in the offseason, I think Marcus Davenport, unfortunately, would have been my number one choice to have that happen. This poor man, he's always injured. He has ailments. He has uh, hurdles to, do, to, to go overcome. And the frustrating thing with Marcus Davenport, I believe, is... He gets we get frustrated with him because we've seen we see what he can be for the Saints, right? You know, Andres Pete gets injured for the for the year last year. We yawn, we're like, oh whatever. Doesn't even matter. But Davenport, we get frustrated with him because he played eleven games last year and he had, he had nine sacks. Like we see 
the potential of Marcus Davenport to be incredible. He was Andrew's most valuable player on defense. When Andrew, Andrew, he does the grades every week. If you're a patron, you can get access to it. You should sign up and become a $10 patron so you can get access to the grades. But he does the grades. Marcus Davenport was his MVP on defense. So that's, that's his potential. We see it. And that's why the injuries with him frustrate us so much. And it's June... What is it, fifteenth? And he's he's losing part of his finger. It's not good. It's not good. Um, but uh, they have people that can play without digits. Uh, JPP uh, famously does it for the Bucks uh, for a while, and he he remained elite. So I think just missing part of his pinky, I don't think it'll derail him. But it's just another in the list of things that have happened with Marcus Davenport that just drive us drive us batty, right? Um, you know, and the other news about minicamp that really struck me before we get to the defense and some of the sound bites, the thing that sh- gets me just excited is Chris Olave. Like, he, he was making plays. I saw some of the highlights of the video on Twitter today. Some of the catches he made, he's the he's going to be the real deal. I, I think he's going to be tremendous. I think the fact that this wide receiver class in the draft was stacked, I think he's going to end up being the best one, and that gets me excited because, as many of you know, I am on a personal crusade and war against all the analytics and draft nerds uh, and their hatred of the Saints. And if Chris Olave if he starts to thrive and he starts to be amazing, I'm going to pummel them because we have the receipts of all the draft nerds who rip the Saints from pillar to post about the trade-up for Olave. And if he ends up being really good, I'm going to bang on them. And that's basically, I want the Saints to win and I want to be able to bang on the nerds. And Chris Olave being good allows me to do that. So I'm incredibly excited anytime I see him thriving. You know, but this offense with the Saints, and if you want to chime in, ask to talk, and I'll get you right in. This offense, to me, I think, no, I don't think, I know that the experts around the NFL, the national people, they think they watch all the teams and they know more than us, right? Blah, blah, blah. They, they, they don't. The, the thing that they either overlook or they just ignore because they don't really like the Saints and they don't want the Saints to succeed because they don't like how the Saints operate. The thing that they overlook is the Saints, we know how injured they were on offense. We know how much struggle they had at wide receiver. But their offense, it was dead last in passing. Dead last. 32nd in pass offense, okay? And it kind of maybe got overlooked because people, Sean Payton was an offensive genius and, and they don't focus on it, but it, it's, it's going to be a lot better. Like, and it's going to, the, the thing that I think the experts don't realize, and I don't even think Saints fans, we realize is if the Saints pass an offense, if it just goes from last to like 15th, 16th, it's going to feel like we went from being homeless to living in a 5,000 square foot mansion, even though it'll only be average. Like, average will be such a big improvement over what they had last year. And you just, 
you just sort of don't think about it. But we, we talk about hey, the, the receivers were the receivers were terrible, and 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 you know they had Marcus Callaway was the uh, was the number one, and and it was bad, and that's what part of why Jameis struggled. And it was all true, right? But the fact of the matter is, the the analogy I'll I'll use is this: in 2017, the Saints. It was remember they turned it around finally, and they had a they had a great year. And the- welding instructor Alex Declare knows firsthand how VR training platforms like Forge FX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go, look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Offense was still good, but but the previous four years, the Saints were top five in third down conversions. And in one of the years, they were almost 50%. I think... They in back-to-back years they were first in that five-year stretch, and they and they, they did not drop below the fifth best team on third down. In 2017, even though they turned it around and they won the division and they were great and the defense got fixed, they finished the year 18th in third down, and it felt like abject poverty. We were freaking out about it. People were like, "Why are they so terrible on third down? This is horrible. This is a disaster on third down." And we were like, it only feels like a disaster because they've been number one the last two years. They're 18th. They're slightly worse than average. So we're going to get that on offense, but it's going to be the reverse because it's going to go from 32 <laughs> to like 16. And it may be even a little bit better with this offense, I, honestly, I think. So I just think this offense is going to make a leap that's going to be tremendous and it's gonna feel, um, it's gonna feel very, very good again. And you know, the good thing is they've they've set Jameis up to succeed. Um, the question I want people to answer, and pipe in, is, is the question I want you to answer is: Chris Olave over or under nine hundred yards receiving? Because it's a it's a hard number to it's a hard number to get if Thomas is healthy. If Landry is healthy, if Kamara, I don't think he will get suspended. If he doesn't get suspended, Olave getting really big numbers becomes difficult. But I want you guys and ask to speak, and I'll 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 put you through. I want you over under Chris Olave nine hundred yards, and you tell me if you think that's going to happen. You know. Um. So we got some we got some requests. Uh. So. Uh, BJ, what you got for me? Ralph, what's up, man? What's up? But yeah, you know I'm a better man. You know I'm a better man, but I got. I think 
I think it, the our offense is too powerful, so I like the under nine hundred. Yeah, I mean, it's it, to me, it, it's good. It's going to be hard. Like the the number nine nine hundred. You tell me. You tell me if if you told me Michael Thomas's numbers, then I could feel mm-hmm. way better about it. Like if if you told me Michael Thomas is going to miss, is going to ha- struggle, and he's going to miss six weeks, and he's only going to catch seventy five for eight hundred, then I'd be like, ooh, it might tick it up. But I think Chris Olave is go- potentially. You know how Traquan is. We always joke that Traquan Smith is. Jeez. He's amazing when teams forget he exists, right? And he's just running wide open. And we're like, when teams forget to cover him, he's amazing, right? I think potentially we could get the super deluxe version of that, BJ. But it's Chris Olave, and we're like, and instead of laughing at teams, we're like, Haha, they forgot to they forgot to cover they forgot to cover Traquan. But we can't yeah. we can't really blame him. It's going to be. I can't believe these teams forgetting to cover Chris Olave. What are they doing? And I think it's he's potentially he could have monster yard numbers, but his catches might not be that high. You know, it could be it could be a potential recent Saints Hall of Fame inductee, Devery Henderson, where he he's getting seven hundred yards, but he's catching forty five balls. Right? Yeah, I like I like the deep play with like him and Deontay little play action thirty yard bomb. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, that's what I like for because, because BJ, you just look at this offense, right? You just look at it and you say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have Michael Thomas, Landry, and Olave on one side, and I'm gonna have one back, and I'm gonna motion out Kamara." Mm-hmm. Good, good luck, defense. What you gonna, what you gonna do? Like that, that that's a, and especially on like you run that play and it's like second and two. Oh a my good God. little screen, good. little good little oh. swing screen. Oh my God, it's it's good. And, and the thing is, to me, is can Jameis be better in the short area? But f- the, the thing that I love about Jameis, and people think I hate him, and I don't. I bang on him, and uh, you know, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm not. Conf- yeah, you're not. You 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 speak the truth. You're not. You're not one of them biased yeah, biased fans. You speak I, the truth. Yeah. I think he's gonna be. You know. I think. I think potentially he could be like the twelfth best quarterback. But if the Saints' defense is good, is remains good. If he's the twelfth best quarterback, they're gonna win 10, ten plus games. But the thing that I love about Jameis, and, and I mean this, is he's a man who knows what he needs to work on. He has said it repeatedly. I need to work on the intermediate game. I'm trying to throw with my eyes closed. I'm trying to do these different things. So he mm-hmm. kn- he knows his flaws, and he's working his tail off to fix them as he's recuperating from a knee injury. So that's why I'm I'm rooting for Jameis. Um, and I'll say this: like Jameis, if he if if he is a top sixteen quarterback, and the Saints defense remains a top ten defense. They're winning the NFC South, okay? Because we know they're going to kick Tampa's butt, right? We we know it. And by the way, BJ, thank thanks for thanks for joining us. I got to get to freaking freaking football, but um, no, of course you're good. Yeah, uh, I want to say this: CD's comment, CD Deuce's comments today. I didn't think I didn't think it was possible for me to love CD Deuce any more than I possibly did. And then he reminded us about the Saints kicking the, kicking the tail out of Tampa and shutting out Tom Brady. And I was like, I, I, I didn't think I could love him anymore, and I, I love him even more. Freaking about football, what you got for me tonight? 
Uh, as far as Chris Olave, I think it's going to be under as well. Um, I think the other thing we might be uh, we also need to be looking at is that there are going to be games where the defense is just on one and shutting down opponents, and uh, Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael are just going to be like, you know what, offense, just don't turn it over, yeah. like just yeah. don't do anything. Yeah, you're going to as as, you're gonna have a lot. Of, yeah. You're going to. I think you're. I think I think that's a great point. You're you're potentially going to have a lot of Jameis games where he's eighteen of twenty four for two ten and two touchdowns and no interceptions, right? And right. the Saints they use you know because Drew had a lot of that in 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 twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen where I mean. And he was playing at an MVP level in 2018 until a certain point. But they had a lot of games. Like Remember 2017, like when they played Buffalo, they ran it, I want to say, like 20, 23 times in a row. And they were just crushing. But, and it was just like, it was just Drew, just, he was just handed off. You know, so I, I think that's a good point about the Alave toll. 900 might have been too much. I, I would bump it down. Do you think more than 750 is a more. more I think 750 is a good, like, point i think i could see him being like at 700 i could also see him being at around 800 i think 750 is that point where he's going to be right around um the other aspect about his yardage total will be that saints running game because in 2017 we had a o-line that just demolished like yeah. no defensive line was shutting down Kamara and mark ingram and now ingram isn't oh. the same guy he was in 2017 and our O line is not even close to what it was in 2017 when it had Armstead, Ramchek, Warford, yeah. um, and then like it's going to depend on Andres Pete's health, Ruiz's development. Um, we'll see if Penning starts, um, but if I don't see that O line being like the run grading O line that it was in 2017, well, so maybe. they I could. Mean, I think. I think. I think Penning is potentially if they start him, if he, if he can beat out Hurst, which I hopefully he does. Potentially, I think he can be a monster in the run game early. I think he may struggle with the pass protection, and they say he struggles setting his hands. But he could be a guy that maybe early on he's like, we're going to run behind him because he's just going to maul people. So it'll be interesting. But it, but it's really interesting freaking about football is that. For the longest time, we were just like, the offensive line is going to be great. If it stays healthy, it's fine. Where this year, we have a lot of qu- – like, the the offensive line to me is the biggest question because you have questions with Pete in the interior and Ruiz and a tackle. And, you know, it's a, it's a lot of questions. And, and I wonder how it shakes out because I I want to be optimistic because it's June and you want to believe. I don't believe that – Pete and Ruiz are both going to shake out and be good. Like, I believe probably one of them will be good. Pete will get injured. Like, it won't work out in our favor for both of them, you know? like The the Saints are already telling you that they don't believe that's going to happen. They're bringing in the remains of Senyo Calamente. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Like, my hope is that, like, Penning or Hurst – I feel like if Penning can win that job, you can move Hurst around as that backup O lineman that he's really good at at multiple positions. Um, I feel like maybe Senor Calamente. I don't know what he is. Like I haven't followed his career well, since he he's left. Been hurt. The, the one thing I'll say about the one thing I was saying about Senor Calamete is, and I think people forget this is remember with COVID, they exp- expanded the practice squad. 
and they never really went back to the pre-COVID practice squad rules. And I think the the way the practice squad sets up now, that's how it's going to be going forward because I think teams the teams in the league like it because it gives them flexibility with injuries and different things. And you can have six guys on your practice squad that are just vets. You know, the Saints had Kenny Still. They brought in Kenny Stills last year, and he was a disaster. So maybe that's not a good analogy for Senio Calamete. But as far as, like, a guy on your practice squad – that's a veteran, like Seno Calmetti is a good fit because he's played in the yeah. Saint, he's played in the Saints system. And, you know, I wish he was here, but Aunt Juge isn't yet. He always says offensive line especially is one of those positions where you can have a veteran guy, he's banged up, he's banged up, he's banged up, he's banged up, and then out of the blue, even though he's in his 30s, Boom, he gets healthy, and he has a great year. The The example I'll use is Zach Streif. He, coach, he coaches with the Saints now. But he the example for him, he had a in, – in, in 14 and 15, he was banged up. He was really struggling. It was like, eh, is it the end for Zach Streif? 2016, he got healthy. He probably had the best season of his career in 2016. And he was incredible. And I remember when they drafted Ramchek in 2017, people are like, why did you draft Ramchek? Zach Streif had just had an amazing season, but he was getting older. And of course the first game against Minnesota, he gets injured and he really never plays that much again for the saints. So you never know. But the point is like Calamete. Yeah. You look at him. He's like, Oh, he's been banged up the last couple of years, but you could put him on the practice squad. He gets healthy. And then, He's a guy, if the Saints need him for a month, you know, when Pete, because Pete only averages 12 games a year, right? So if, right. You, if you need him for those four or five games where Pete misses, Kelly Medi, he's not, I'm not saying he's great, but he's not the worst. He's not the worst, worst option in, in, in the world uh, to have. I mean, re- really, the run game really depends on McCoy and Ramchek, because like we saw the run game looked like, awful and then you just insert a ram check for like the two games he was healthy at the end of the season like the run game looked a lot better than it was the rest of the season like as long as ram um and mccoy or someone healthy will have a decent run game yeah 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 so thanks freaking about football i appreciate it all right so we got uh joshua what you got for us tonight olave over under 750 yards I think Olave is going to be over 750 yards. Um, the only reason I say that is because I don't think Michael Thomas is going to be 100%. I mm-hmm. think he's going to be probably about 80% of himself. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have Landry fill in kind of that Emmanuel Sanders right. role. And I think Olave is going to come in and really put in that Michael Thomas role like the second year he had with Drew Brees. Um, but really quick, um, Ralph – Miss you, buddy. Doing a great job. I think everyone missed you. Uh, thanks, thanks. We love Juge. We love Juge. We love Juge, but we miss you. Yeah, the, um, people don't appreciate. They don't appreciate me till I'm gone, right? They don't. They, they people right? th- people think I'm a I'm a mediocre, terrible host. But then these other these other jokers who we love, Dave and Andrew, put them in the put them in the captain's chair, <laughs> and things go right. Right there, there's no Captain Kirk there. Uh, but the one. The one thing I will say, though, the one I think everybody's missing is I really feel like our defensive line has the potential to be like our 2011 offensive line. Oh, man. Um, 
just because of our like Davenport and his injury history, he's basically Teron Armstead, but on the flip side. Yeah. Um, if he can stay healthy, he'll do good. Uh, then we got old man Cam Jordan on there, and you mentioned um, Zach Streif. I really think that like bringing in Simeo Calamente will be a good fill-in position for someone like if Pete goes down or Hurst or um, I mean. Cesar Ruiz. I mean, if he goes down, yay! But it <laughs> sounds terrible. But, but yeah, I think honestly, our defensive line has the potential to have 2011 offensive line potential. Just be just so dominant and ridiculous. Um, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited. Yeah, um, Joshua. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. All right, now we got to get to. Um, we're gonna get. We're gonna get to. Uh, Thrax, and then we're going to get to Butteridge. Thrax, Vaughn, what you got for me? What's up, man? What's up? Um, so you, you want to still answer the Olave question? Olave, over, over under, under, under 750 yards. Start there. Uh, I'm going to go over just because I think, like we said, Michael Thomas is probably not going to be 100% Mike when he comes back. So I think Olave is going to be featured in the offense, and I think he's going to be the D-field threat. So – I think his average per attempt is going to be high because he's going to be the guy that Jameis probably throws the ball down the field to. Yeah, um, and, and I yeah. and I think I know it's minicamp, and I know sometimes veterans really look good in minicamp, but I think potentially that Jarvis Landry is going to have an amazing year, and we're going to be in October. We're going to be like middle of October, maybe November. And all these nerds, these analytics, these people that that banged on the Saints are going to be like, oh, my God. All these NFL teams throwing ridiculous, ridiculous money at all of these receivers, some of them very mediocre, like Christian Kirk got $18 million a year in Jacksonville. All these teams throwing all this ridiculous money at receiver, and the Saints got Jarvis Landry for $3 million bucks. And he's, Yeah, I think and that's going to definitely be it's a gonna steal. It's going to kill it. You know, it's going to be a steal. <laughs> because the thing is with him, he's, he's a guy that he had some nagging injuries last year, but Baker Mayfield, I don't like Baker. I I freely admit that. But Baker was hurt last year and and couldn't do a lot. He depended on Jarvis Landry a, a ton last year in Cleveland. And you and you look at his Jarvis Landry's film in Cleveland. When he played, he still had it. Like he's like he still does. And and I just yeah, I just I didn't get understand. the notion that that he was like like old or that he was at the towards the end of his career. Like I didn't understand. I get he had some injuries, but like. I thought when he was on the field, he still looked like he had some yeah, bursts. Obviously, he still could catch the ball. I just didn't understand. I, I get that, like, at, at the beginning of free agency, Landry Fighters agent because he wanted $20 million like everybody else was getting. I understand why teams didn't pay that. But there was a bunch of receivers where I was, like, like uh, scantling for the, the Saints tried to get that, that Kansas City ended up paying $30 million to. And I know they're not exactly the same kind of receiver, but I can name a bunch of other ones that got a ton of money. Like, why would teams pay that instead of just giving Jarvis doing what the Saints did with Jarvis Landry, like Baltimore, or other ones? I just, it just, it just boggles my mind, and 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 it's weird how sort of like teams like have these group think about these players, and sometimes they're right, and a lot of times they're wrong, and. You know, people like Bill Barnwell, who I was fighting with, he knocked the Saints because he's like, nobody wanted Landry, nobody wanted Honey Badger, and the Saints signed him in May. The entire NFL passed on him. But 
the NFL teams are wrong about people players all the freaking time. The league passed on Honey Badger, by the way, in 2018. Everybody passed on him, and the Texans signed him for like six million bucks. The Saints signed Kirk Coleman, gave him 18 million instead of signing Honey Badger. So like teams make mistakes with veteran players all the time. Uh, I just final thing, Thrax, and then and then, then I got to get to Butteridge. And I was surprised by the way I felt about this because it was strange. Is that just seeing Jarvis Landry and Honey Badger in a Saints uniform in the practice, just with the shorts and the helmet, like it got me excited in a way about Saints football that I haven't been ex- as excited this excited about Saints football in a long time. And I wasn't expecting it, even though I know this. I knew the Saints signed them because they did it last month. They signed both of them. Like I knew they were on the team. But just like seeing them in the uniform and seeing these local guys in Saints uniform, like it got me excited in a way I wasn't expecting it to. Did it? Did you get that feeling this week during minicamp that it was like, oh my god, it's real, Honey Badger's real? Nah, definitely, because yeah, because I, I I'm a like I'm a Saints and LSU through and through. Like that's the only team, that's the only football teams I support. So like seeing them boys, but in the, in the Saints, the moment we signed them was like. It was crazy to me, you know what I'm saying. I had to, I had to, my Abby this picture. I like, I had a, I had a Tyree Matthew picture. That's right. In the Saints uniform, I had it up way before we even signed him. Like I was, I was praying for it. And then when it happened, now just to see him in camp, bro, just to see two like dudes that's from the from the area that know what it means to the city, bro. I know they're gonna ball out, so Final. it's gonna be crazy. That first home game gonna be ridiculous oh, to see first him out home, there, man. First home game in Tampa, I'm going. Final thing, you said your your Saints, LSU, those are the only teams you support. Are you like me? and you root against SEC teams in bowl games that you're like, I don't care. I'm LSU. Other SEC teams win it. I don't care. I want to see yeah, I really lose. Don't care about I want to see Tennessee no lose. Yeah, I want to see care. Ole Miss. I hate uh, really all the other SEC teams. Yeah, I just they're, LSU all day. <laughs> I'm like, they're like, don't you care about the conference? I'm like, I don't root for other NFC South teams. Why would I root that for and other Tigers. That's all this is for me, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. All right. Budridge, uh, I – I know you've graciously taken time away from eating NBA tape to join us on the spaces. So I appreciate you. You're, you're probably breaking down NBA prospects for the Pelicans. You took time out mm-hmm. of your busy night to, to join us on spaces. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm just going to say this. I'm like tripling down on Jameis Winston being, I think his ceiling is definitely going to be 2009 version of Matt Schaub. I love it. Cause if, because if you, because I'm just going to read off his stats. Redo it from his 2009 season. So he had that, this was his career year, mind you. He had 4,700 yards passing. Ooh, that's a lot. On 68 on 68 completion percentage, 29 touchdowns, 15 picks, averaged almost 300 yards passing per game with a quarterback rating of 98.6. Yeah, and a lot of people on Twitter they were yelling at me and you, especially me. When, when yeah. you're like, he's Matt Schaub. That's her. I'm like, Matt Schaub is a, if if the, if if Jameis can be Matt Schaub, if he can be peak Matt Schaub, which you just said, like that's great. That'll be really fun. Can it win in the playoffs? Yeah. I don't know. But you get you get Jameis being Matt Schaub quality, or you get him being Tannehill quality in Tennessee. That'll be really fun. Like I don't, oh yeah. Like I, I, I don't think people realize how good Tannehill has gotten once he got once he left Miami and Adam Gaze went to Tennessee. You know how much his stats improved, how much 
the Titans' passing offense kind of improved. They just kind of look at his playoff performance against the Bengals and are like, no, Tannehill sucks. They got it. They got him on a deck contract. And well, he might not be good to really elevate your team. He can definitely. He he still has talent. He's still a good quarterback. Yeah, like like, I don't know what you would. I don't know what you would describe it as. But like, Tan, like Tanny Hill is a quarterback that like he will not derail your team. Whatever, however good your team is built. If your team is uh-huh. like built and it is a 10, 11, 12 win team, Tanny Hill is not going to screw it. Up. You he's not going to screw. He's not going to screw. Yeah, he's not going to He's not going to cost you wins. He's not going to It's not like having him in a starting line is going to dock you a win or two. It it's more he's going to he's going to make your team look as good as it really looks. Yeah, and look, he was he was awful in the Cincinnati playoff game. He was he was terrible. Yeah. But like uh-huh. If you tell, if you told me, if you said, "Look, I'll give you a twelve and five, but there's a, I'll give you a twelve and five season for the Saints. You're going to win the South, but there's mm-hmm. a seventy percent chance that Jameis in the playoffs is going to be like Tannehill." I would sign those papers today because twelve <laughs> and five is seventeen weeks of fun. One one bad playoff loss, as difficult as they are. I know I can get over them because I because or not get over them. I can I can li- I can live move, move I can move through it. I can deal with it. I move, deal with seventeen. I deal with eighteen. I deal with nineteen. Like uh, the loss to Tampa, like crushing playoff losses. I can deal with them. Like get, I'll I'll trade that for seventeen weeks of fun. I just think the discourse around Jameis is so frustrating because of Jameis one of one has gotten these people to believe that Jameis is this, he's this elite quarterback when he's just not like Jameis can be at his absolute best for the saints. He's going to be like the 10th best quarterback in the league, 11th best. But you know what? Like if your roster is good enough, you can win with that. And they got him on a two year deal. They, if they get two, if they get two really good years out of Jameis, they could pay him, mm-hmm. and it could be fun. Like people, I, I don't know why people have this expectation. Oh, I, maybe it's Jameis one on one. I don't know, but why they have this expectation of Jameis? I think it, in a way, I feel sorry for them because I believe the Saints are going to win games and they're going to be fun. But Jameis is still kind of going to be Jameis, and like yeah. they're not prepared for it. If you think Jameis is going to all of a sudden turn into I mean granted he I think there's I think the, uh, taking him as a long shot bet to win the MVP I've done it, it it's a long shot bet because the odds are great I've I've bet it so I'm, it's fine but like yeah. that's just a fun bet but if you believe really truly believe in your heart that Jameis is going to be like a top say seven quarter say seven or top five quarterback this year like you're going to be disappointed like I think the Saints are going to win games. They're going to be fun. Their defense is going to be great. And Jameis is going to have moments where he's going to look amazing. And he's going to have moments where he's going to look like Jameis. And if you are not prepared for the Jameis experience that we're about to have, like, I think you're going to be let down. Like, embrace it. Like, it could be fun. Like, Jameis, the ups and downs and wild roller coaster ride of it, it's going to be fun. Like, and 
Jameis himself is a character, so like when he gets on a roll, he's fun to follow and root for. So, hey guys, this concludes the free version of the show. If you want the full version, you'll need to become a patron. We need more support from the 2000 of y'all that listen to the free show every week so we can keep Thomas doing all the great stuff he does. The great content we give you guys takes time and money. Patrons get access to another 30 minutes of this episode. It's only $7 a month to get full access to the show and you can become a patron at saintshappyhour.com. We appreciate everyone who listens to Saints Happy Hour and even if you don't become a patron, please continue to enjoy the free version of the show. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.